0: I'm Patrick Holick, and this is my interview with Liv Tyler. In this interview, we talked a lot about going from modeling to MTV to working with some of the best filmmakers in the world. We talked a little bit about how motherhood has changed her, how her fathers have become pretty much just friends more than dads. I remember it was one of the coldest days in New York, and we had to shoot this exterior, which, as we went on, just became more and more drenched in rain but the umbrellas were annoying to shoot for the motion aspect of the show, so we just dropped them and became soaking wet. This episode was a lot of fun to make. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Do you know that I never come to Williamsburg?
0: I used to live here. Who was the most important person in your childhood?
1: A few, probably um, my grandmother, and my aunt, because they kind of helped raise me. When I was a little girl, my stepdad Todd Rundgren took us eel fishing, me and my stepbrother, under the um, what's the bridge in San Francisco? Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Such a. Str- I just have a weird memory of, of
0: being that from here.
1: A little girl. It's got a under vibe. That bridge fishing for eels.
0: What was it like being in high school and modeling? Did your mother help you, help guide you? What was that time like?
1: I didn't want to be a model Oh, all. My mom kind of made me go on some go season stuff. And um, that was actually a really interesting time because I was just in high school and I just wanted to hang out with my friends and be a New Yorker. Be a kid. I was a bit of a tough cookie back then.
0: Was she like show business mom? You have to go to your auditions.
1: I'm not, no, not at all. Encouraged, like she could see, I think, my talents before I could. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't very pretty when I was younger.
0: Oh, you had an and awkward phase? then a major
1: awkward phase, like a whole life. Maybe I was a cute baby and then awkward phase <laughs> for a long time. And then I kind of like blossomed a bit, I guess. So she.
0: I'd say so. Thank you. A thank blossom. You.
1: Um, then I, well, that's what happens when you have a lot of hair and makeup.
0: <laughs> no. You don't need any of that stuff.
1: Then, um, yeah I started modeling and then very quickly, my mother used to always say to me that I was going to be an actress, ah. and I wanted to be a singer, and so, um, then I got asked to go on a couple of auditions, and then I got my first movie really, really quickly. What was that one? It's called Silent Fall. Okay. It was with, um... Bruce Beresford directed it. He had done Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, wow. Oscar for that. And that was with um, a lot of really good actors, but I was only 16, I think.
0: When wow. That,
1: and then it kind of just started happening. Pretty.
0: Did you do like the homeschool thing, or how did no, it work? I,
1: my, well, that was one of the great things about having a mom who'd come from, this business, everyone wanted me to be emancipated so that they could Mm. work me normal hours and (laughs) my mom refused. And so I did school on set, which was kind of hard.
0: What was it like being a young model in the
1: 90s? Um, I kind of hated it. (laughs) I've never done very well with authority and I didn't like, when you're a model, you really have to listen and be good and they sort of tell you what to do and where to stand and what to do, and I, especially as a teenager, didn't appreciate that very much. But then of course, now looking back, um, do this kind of it was an amazing close-ups. opportunity to learn and observe some of the greatest, most amazing talents. And
0: Did you have favorites that you worked with?
1: Um, I did, but it was just also the time compared to now. I look back and I think oh, it was so special and amazing, and photography and models and magazines.
0: Look at me, beautiful.
1: And see, <laughs>
0: she's so pretty. It's annoying. It's annoying.
1: <laughs> you know what's so funny? I just did a I did a photo shoot, and my one of my oldest girlfriends is a f- amazing model. Name Kate Moss, I'm name dropping. Anyway, <laughs> we were doing the shoot and the photographer kept saying, Please look into the camera because I would always be looking away. And then Kate observed, which was so smart because I'm an actress. Yes. I always am trying to not look at the camera. But you're not supposed to do that when you're modeling. In
0: 1993, you starred in the crazy video with Alicia Silverstone. I mean, when videos were huge.
1: MTV was amazing. Was that yes. like your
0: first brush with fame?
1: Um, oh, God, I don't remember. I remember it was I was in high school mm-hmm. and I'd made a couple movies um, already at that point. But um. that, because MTV was so big at the time, yeah. like I would wake up in the morning and put the top ten countdown on. And get ready and then our video was on that countdown for like a year or two wow and i would get really shy when that part came on that's when i'd get in the shower when you
0: would ignore your hour. part
1: i was like oh god can't watch <laughs> then i'd watch all the other videos um yeah. so you already I saw did some recently how is she she i hadn't seen her in like i mean at least seven years or something wow. crazy and she came over and we sat in the kitchen and laughed and talked and told stories. And I thought, oh, we need to write a script and do mm. something together. Cause it was so That would be cool.
0: Did you hang? Did they go like, Major let's cast hang. them cause they're friends or how did it go?
1: What, in real life? In that
0: video, yeah.
1: That director, I don't remember his name. What was his name? Um, she's still friends with him. It was like a, three videos. There was Crazy, uh-huh. crying, and Angel, ah. I think. No, Amazing and they were all directed by this um, movie director, or video director, uh-huh. and she starred in all of them. Ooh! So I was the new girl
0: that got cast. <laughs> you got a one of the three.
1: I got one of the, but I think, yeah, it, I think it was like, he's, the director saw me uh-huh. and wanted me before he knew that I was my dad's daughter,
0: uh, if that makes any that's sense. That's great.
1: So it, it was, was meant a, to be. Yeah.
0: You've worked with some of the most amazing directors. Uh, Thank you. Altman, Bertolucci. What did you, did you take anything from it? What was oh, it that you took from I mean, from those
1: that? two, I definitely took a lot from. Um, I mean, the, getting to work with them was just the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, and I miss Robert Altman so much. He gave me the best acting advice anyone's ever given what? me in my entire life. I was doing a scene and I went to look at the monitor and I was like, but tell me something, anything, like what do I need? And he patted me on the ass and pushed me a little bit back and he said, shut up and don't think so much. And I say that to myself <laughs> before every take that I ever do. In your I, head. Yeah, like just, you know, I've, you've got it. It's in there. Yeah. Let it go. And um, that was What was uh,
0: Bertolucci like?
1: He taught me something I always remember. He took me over to, look at the monitor on one of the first days before we started filming and he said this is a painting this frame basically mm-hmm. and you are a piece of this whole painting but you are not completely the painting there's other things in this painting wow and he kind of you know showed it to me in that way of and I've always I'm a very visual person and I love taking pictures and um, so that was something that was really a great bit of information wow. for me. Because, you know, you tend to see something and you just point and shoot at it. But if you think about it, like, well, no, that has a relationship to the frame and the tree's just as important as you mm-hmm. are.
0: That's a that really kind of good thing. advice.
1: I like
0: that. If you had to invite three people to dinner, who oh, would God. they be? I
1: hate that question. There's too many. Just That's three. That's so hard. I would definitely invite my daughter, okay. Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> and every god <laughs> of every religion. And we'd ask them a lot of questions.
0: What's the mm-hmm. hardest lesson you've ever learned?
1: Hardest lesson? I'm kind of always grateful for lessons. <clears throat> the harder the better, I guess, because you, you learn from your mistakes. But. Um, maybe about love like to always be kind to someone when you're breaking up with them because sometimes when you're when i was younger i there was someone i really loved and i broke up with them and thought i didn't care about them anymore and then suddenly a couple months later i was like oh wait i love him so much and then he didn't want anything to do with me anymore because i'd broken his heart and then i thought oh yeah so i always tell my friends that advice like be really careful the way you treat someone when you break up with them, you know?
0: You moved around and you went to a lot of prep schools as a kid, what was that like?
1: I did move around, I lived with my grandparents in Virginia when I was, for first and second grade. And I think I actually did go to a really amazing private school that a lot of diplomats' children went to and stuff. I still have some of my best friends from there, a girl named Laura Abu-Zayyad. I literally was texting with her just last week. And then I grew up in Maine. I lived in Maine for a long time. And then I moved back to New York when I was 13. Yep. Where did you grow up?
0: I started in California. I was born in Santa Monica at St. John's. And then when I was 16, I moved here. And I stayed there until I was about 30. And then now I'm 48, I went back, and I kind of come back and forth. But mostly Los Angeles and New York. Me and Norman have a similar background. We were always in the same, mixing it up.
1: It's good hard, decide. everyone's always trying to compare LA and New York and where they want to be. Yeah. But you really can't because they're so different. Very it's good different. to just accept them.
0: I like the weather. For their differences,
1: though. yeah. What's your favorite movie?
0: Favorite movie? Mm-hmm.
1: I know that's a really silly No, movie. I know. It's almost impossible to answer. The, the one.
0: one that changed my life, I was here uh, walking around and I saw Love Streams by John Cassavetes and lost my mind.
1: I've never seen Normally that. a
0: film mess with me for like two days or three days, this one was three months of just going internal and freaked out. And it was weird because I had met his daughter and was in his house and I was like, some guy was yelling from upstairs in the end it turns out to be him. And I was like, who's that? She's like, my daddy was in Rosemary's Baby and and Tempest. And I was like, oh. And then years later I find him to be the most important man in film to me. And I was like, wait, I was at that house. I was there. This is amazing. It's all crazy. You grew up you grew up with a strong, like a, your mother was a model and a musician, Was did you, what did you take from that with the strength of such a strong woman?
1: She's still a musician. She lives in Nashville and she's still, like literally has a gig tonight at the Bluebird and is sending, uh, putting, posting pictures on, on Instagram of her rocking out. I think the message I've learned most from my mom is to really follow your heart. She did a lot of things that were very ahead of, at the time, they were sort of not acceptable for a lady to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it was interesting, like she, Eileen Ford moved her to New York, and she had this big modeling career sort of at her fingertips, and she would sneak out at night and go to Max's Kansas City, and had a whole other sort of passion. She, she was a playmate, which was like, it's I mean, it was very tasteful and very beautiful, but at the time that was really frowned upon.
0: How do you say her name? I can never... Bibi.
1: Bibi. Bibi. But that's because her father was away in the services when she was born, so they called her Baby Buell because she was born on Bastille Day, July 14th, and Bibi, is baby in French. So somehow she became Bibi, and then it just stuck. Her name's Beverly. Lawrence Buell
0: do you feel like it's shaped you growing up with this
1: for sure I mean what's amazing is my grandmother is an etiquette expert and teacher and she has spent her whole life working in the government and we actually wrote a book about manners together and and then my mother has the foundation of that but she really rebelled against a lot of that in a way probably of the things that my grandmother wanted her to do, she didn't do, right. and she did what she wanted to do. Um, and then I got to see sort of both sides of that and learn from both of their mistakes and all the amazing lessons that they've taught me and experience. And they're both very colorful creatures.
0: <laughs> you grew up with two very famous dads, what was that like?
1: I didn't ever really live with them. My my stepfather Todd Rundgren. Um, it's an amazing, amazing musician, and he was very. It's so funny. He was really into computers and technology. He was one of the first people to kind of be involved with like MTV and videos and computers before they existed. Uh huh. And I remember always. Going to stay with him, and he would stay up all night, like computer programming and writing computer language and doing things
0: that he wrote code. Yeah,
1: nobody understood it that time. And so when he did one of the first music videos ever, in, up in Woodstock at Bearsville. That's amazing and hilarious to watch now. Wow! I think he actually wrote programs for Apple and stuff. Wow! Um, but I didn't live with him, and then Stephen. Um, I didn't meet him until I was, I met him when I was eight. Uh Uh-huh. So I didn't grow up with him. I really grew up with my mom and my grandmother and my aunt and on the female, my mom's side of the family. Um, So I would sort of go and visit my dad's, um, the rockers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The rockers.
1: And um, I just always thought they were really magical. Beings. You know, I was able to see them for who they were as talents mm-hmm. and understand that they weren't really able to be the best, most conventional fathers in the world.
0: You understood.
1: I understood that at a very young age. I um, was able to, you know, I think I had the love that I needed and the security from the other family members in my life so that I was able to kind of observe it and go, wow, I think sometimes uh, people can be quite angry at fathers like that cuz they're not yeah. around in the, in the way and
0: you chose to take it another it just, direction. Yeah, i have never
1: hit my heart that way. I never felt deprived That's great. in that way. I felt like that was all they were that was what they were capable of doing cuz that was where their hearts and their passions were, you know.
0: Do you think of that when you're doing stuff and you have three No, I like, no, cuz my that?
1: heart and my passion is always my children first. I would drop Anyway. Everything. I mean, I'm, I'm most happy, I think, when I'm working and I'm being creative and I'm acting, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my greatest, um, my greatest passion or desire is to be with my babies. And, but I'm so lucky that I have the job that I have and I'm able to spend a lot of time with them. You know? mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm away from, I'm with Milo. But I'm away from the babies for two weeks, which is a very long time, because um, I'm working. But they're at home with their dad, and they're doing well. Yeah. But, so it's kind of that thing of when then when I get home, I'll have a lot of, of really good quality time with them. I'll have like a month straight where I'm home, mm-hmm. and I only have to kind of go out a little bit for different meetings and appointments and stuff. So.
0: How is how is being a mother shaped you?
1: That's a really hard question. everybody says that how, how has a mother changed you and it changes you in every single way I mean it really changes your life in every way, but I suppose the it just makes everything better it it makes everything harder, but everything better, a little more complicated um, and it just it's like it's such an expansion of your heart and of your, Do this. the okay. way you see the world, you know, your whole, everything changes when you have a child and you want so much to not give to yourself or do things for yourself. You, you, you wake up in the morning thinking of what you can do to teach your children and show them something and share with them, you know, your, your whole perspective really changes and then suddenly I have three of them now, which is (laughs) crazy.
0: What's your relationship with fashion?
1: It's so fun. What's your relationship with fashion?
0: (laughs) None. No, but you have a a very
1: awkward one. That's not true. You have I a wear a
0: uniform spits. every day. Yeah. I have so many of the same things. People think I'm dirty and don't change. No,
1: but it's it's your it's your thing.
0: It's my little thing.
1: I asked you what your favorite movie was. I you didn't did. ask me what my favorite movie. What's was. What's
0: your favorite movie?
1: Um. Uh, my moment, like Let's your moment, way. was the time... Off into that corner. I saw, I would say, when I saw Jules and Jim and the 400 blows for the first time... I think
0: we're in it right now.
1: Blew, it blew my mind, and I had to keep pressing rewind. There's a shot where, in Jules and Jim, where the girl puts a cigarette in her mouth and blows blows out like a, a choo-choo train. Uh-huh. And I had never seen anything like it, so I kept rewinding and rewinding and rewinding, and I loved it. And I like David Lynch movies a lot. Me too. I love David Lynch movies. Blue Velvet and Twin Peaks. I love David Lynch. I try to do TM meditation sometimes.
0: I love that. I chant and do meditation also.
1: The David Lynch Foundation. But I love to do the meditation. But you're supposed to do it twice a day. And I probably do it twice a month.
0: What's your relationship with cosmic consciousness?
1: I love it. I'm always trying to pay attention to the signs of things, you know? I'm always asking people questions about what they believe in and what their reality is and how they see the world.
0: Hi. Hi. How was your day? Very good. Good.
1: Spent with you in the rain.
0: What was something that your family taught you that you teach your kids?
1: Wow. Hmm. I would say on both sides of my family, on my mom and my father's side, there's like a kind of very genuine thoughtfulness and kindness mm-hmm. that's kind of a reoccurring theme that's, my, that's very important to me. Um, and really looking someone in the eyes and paying attention and noticing and going that little extra mile is, I guess, something that I learned from both my mother's side and my father's side. That I that's important to me, definitely with with my kids. Mm. What about you?
0: Something that I learned from my family. Um, My, mom, my dad was always about showing up on time, so I'm always That's a little amazing. bit early, and my mom was uh, always scared of uh, a depression, and the, the first half of my life I lived wildly and excessively, and then we had our version in 08 of a depression, and um, it changed my whole headspace, because I had just blown everything. As it came, it went. Amazing. And then my mom's like, Oh, we have to drive seven miles for socks because they're 10 cents cheaper. <laughs> so I became a little bit more like thinking of that after the 08 the was a big crisis to me, like where it just job stopped, the business stopped. So yeah, I understood her then. That was something I learned from her. Isn't mom. it
1: amazing when you have the aha moments? Yes. Where you, I, that happens to me a lot where I think of something like that my mom or my grandmother said to me when I was too young to digest it. And then now suddenly I'll wake up one day and go, oh my God, Yes, I get it because it's happening now. And I didn't get it then and it suddenly makes so much sense.
0: All I did was ignore whatever they said. I was like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was adopted so at an early age I was like, this is a film and I'm not in it so I can do anything. And then they brought me to like the Catholic system. So I was like, I'm God because God doesn't have proof of a mother. That's me. And then I was a mess. (laughs) And
1: now how do you feel?
0: Um... Um, how do I feel now? Like I've adjusted through all these different, you know, like in in certain beliefs, there's a lot of deaths. I feel like I've died a million times since that headspace,
1: right.
0: you know, the transitions from in my life,
1: lifetimes, yeah. Yeah.
0: What's something you try to do differently nowadays?
1: To my then then to my from, from my my younger self yeah, or my family
0: from your younger self. What do you try to do differently?
1: I guess. As time's gone by, it's like you become a lot less judgmental.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I grew up, my parents were kind of so wild and had done so many things. And so in a way that kind of made me, drove me sane. <laughs> you know, and I think I might've had, I've always been fun and playful and, and not, I've not been a goody two shoes or anything, but there was maybe a level of judgment when you're younger where you think well I'm never gonna do that and then suddenly those sort of things sort of happen to you and you realize we're all just human you mm-hmm. start relating a little bit more
0: what got you into transcendental meditation what was what inspired that
1: hmm. I mean I was always very curious about meditation and just sort of anything like that I have friends that meditate a lot I'm trying to think I think I was just going through kind of a nutty time in my life where I felt overwhelmed, and I started to do a little bit of research, and I was always really, um, I love David Lynch and find him very interesting, and so I kind of heard about it a little bit through him, Mm -hmm. and um, I think I actually asked him about it. I had a meeting with him, and I went and had cup of coffee with him and I asked him about it and I was very curious and he connected me with the number of someone to call Mm -hmm. and so I called and kind of did it like that and then I work with them sometimes to do things when I can I think they're amazing the David Lynch Foundation Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, he's awesome yeah well is it
1: the way it made me feel but mm-hmm. i don't do it enough <laughs> none of
0: us do i don't either but yeah. i should be doing it. and i have itself. amazing
1: we have a, one of my best friends is this, this guy named bobby bukowski he's a cinematographer and he has been doing it for 25 years and he often stays with me and he's a huge part of my life and i was like why didn't you tell me that it made you know the way yeah. it made you feel and he sort of said oh well that's part of the thing you know like you have to discover it yeah. on your own, and it's such a personal thing. I thought that was really interesting.
0: On personal things, you start out and you think that Todd Ruddengrin's your father, and you learn that Steven Tyler's your father. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that was like. Well, that has to be amazing.
1: Um, I mean, they're both just, I, f- I felt very grateful to have a father at all, mm-hmm. and have the support of both of them are very different men and but also you know very creative and magical and kind of amazing and um it's been such an exploration i think when i was younger i was so obsessed with understanding the details of my story and what happened and i would interview everyone and ask some questions and everyone had a different version like if I talk about it with my mom, she has one version, Todd has one version, my grandmother has another one, like everyone has their
0: Picture. interpretation
1: and, and I used to try and want to be able to figure it out and then I remember going, you know what, it's all those versions and it's all those things and it's, I kind of put my own idea of it all together and just felt very grateful for mm-hmm. the way, the way it all Yeah, so much strength around you. And that the idea of family, you know, it's like there's nowhere... We kind of watch TV and read books, and there's this idea of family, but it's not really. And there's a lot of pressure sometimes mm-hmm. to live up to that, or if you don't come from that, you're different, and that that family is so many different things and mm-hmm. people coming together, and it's the relationships and friendships you have yeah. that make up your family, and you know all that. And you
0: have of a stuff. big family now.
1: Yeah, I yeah. do. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Why do you like roller coasters so much?
1: Oh my god. I don't know why, that's a <laughs> really question. You just said, good oh my question. god. I love roller coasters. I don't know, they just feel so, it feels so good to scream and to be scared, and have no idea what's going to happen. We
0: don't share that one.
1: I don't like that stuff.
0: Yeah. I was on a Ferris wheel in Malibu recently with somebody, and we went up to do the loading, everyone. and I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) And I'm going down. They're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, these things probably got like parts from like local hardware stores. I didn't trust it. It was like a gypsy fair. And I was like, no, this thing's not right. I just kept picturing going forward.
1: Well, that people die like that sometimes. There was something in the news the other day with horrible. So yes, that was very right. good instinct of you. <laughs> I went on a roller coaster with my 11-year-old, my Milo. We went to Dollywood. We went on a road trip in an RV. And we drove down to Dollywood, which was hilarious. And there's a roller coaster that's so scary. And that was the only time ever I was next to him as we were kind of going up and being strapped in and watching my son freaking out, Mm -hmm. terrified as we were about to kind of get to the top. you were looking at him. Oh my God, and there was nothing I could do. I was strapped down. I couldn't get to him and help him. And then suddenly there we were and it was like this huge drop. (laughs) And then he was laughing and he loved it, thank God. A few minutes later, but that was kind of, that that dad that kind of changed my perspective of roller coasters a little bit.
0: Amazing. So what's been what's life like today? What's going on now?
1: I just had a baby wow, girl. Wow!
0: Congratulations. She's
1: three months. She's very sweet. It's so fun. That's a big one. Yeah, I had another. I've had two babies in basically two and a half years. I'm a little boy and a little girl, and uh, we moved to London. Mm. And I'm back here in New York for two weeks, which has been really nice to come home. I was born and raised here. Were you born in New York? Yeah, I was, Mount Sinai, on the Upper East Side. And all my children have been born here, too.
0: So that was my episode with Liv Tyler. It was interesting because you know we had never met before. And at the end of the day, we spent a good day together. I felt like I've known her for a long, long time. Thanks again for listening. I'm looking forward to many more episodes. If you'd like to get behind us, you can go to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Hollick. There you can get many different gifts and prizes and early footage and different things that don't really exist otherwise. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.